right. Happy Saturday, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are with the all-star panel number four. So if you've tuned into the last three, you know we always bring the fire. So we have a particular topic. I have six of my, my former guests who can add a lot, lot of value to the topic. And again, it's all for you. So if you're going to be setting any type of goals or resolutions for 2022, then you want to tune in to this one right here because we're, we're going to give you actionable steps that you can take so you can stop setting resolutions and start attaining your goals. Because especially being in the fitness world, I see it every single year. The gyms get flooded that, that first week of January and people are gung-ho. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then by the third week, you know, the, it's cut in half. And then by February, you're back to your original clientele, maybe plus 20, you know, because people aren't setting clear, clear goals, clear steps, and they don't have the clear mindset to actually carry it out. Okay, So we're going to go through and we're going to share our, our own personal stories and we're going to give you the tips that you need so you can finally set a goal, a realistic goal that you'll be excited about attaining. You know, so again, using fitness, you know, people say, oh, yeah, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. And then they just talk about all the struggles that they have to go through to make it happen. And then they end up falling off the wagon because they're not excited about the process. So by the end of this, we're going to have you ready to crush whatever it is you want to do going into the next year. So without further ado, let's bring in our panelists. So she was just on the show a couple weeks ago. She's an executive producer. Her name is Diane. And then coming in next, we have James Joey Wilkinson. He was also on, I believe, last month. Rocked the house well enough for me to invite him back. So welcome back, Joey. And then we have Marilyn, who was just on a few days ago. And we had a great conversation, and she's back as well. We had Adam, was my first two-time guest. And he's back to join us as well. And then we have the happy being well queen herself, Rita, is back in. And then we had my second guest ever, and she's, I consider her a friend now. And welcome back, Sheva. Right, so again, you guys know the drill. We're talking about how to manifest what you want in 2022. And this first round, we're going to introduce ourselves and just give a give a quick backstory of something you had to overcome on your journey. So Diane, unmute. You're up first. Everybody else, please mute yourselves. Good morning, everyone. As I come to you very early from the West Coast, I'm Diane Strand from JDS Studios, and I'm the executive producer. And I produce a couple of TV shows and a radio show. And I also turn that into a career pathway. Um, so I do and I teach and I help uh, adults with developmental disabilities um, move through their career pathways in multimedia as well. And, you know, I was thinking about your topics today, Robert, as, you know, I was thinking about overcoming things. And, you know, we overcome at every level. You have to overcome something. It, you know, I could go back and talk about things that happened, you know, a couple of years ago or taking that big step or when you're trying to level up or, you know, expand and um, 
try and uh, accelerate your business, but I'm going to keep it a little relevant into this year. You know, there's been a lot of things we've had to overcome as we've tried to come back into normal and what is normal and what we did before. Is that still normal today? And does it work in today's world? And um, I have a team. I have a team of about 16 um, staff members who work with us. And, you know, one of the big challenges this year is, you know, it's been all over the national news in the what is it, the great resignation or reassessment or whatever everybody's kind of going through. And, you know, I'm doing it personally. You know, I'm I'm doing it on some level too. But, you know, we went through it at our company and we had a, a large turnover, not one or two that turned over. You know, I turned over 10 staff members in a staff of, you know, 15. And that's a lot. Um, over a course of four months as, you know, we kind of came back in uh, late June and moving into now. But the thing that really kept me grounded was being grateful, showing up every day. And now I am fully staffed. I have a new staff you know, five of us rolled over, but I have a new staff of 10 or 11 people. And I am so excited for what's ahead, the new energy, the new creativity that's come into my studio, the people who are eager to learn again, not the ones that are burned out and, you know, wanting to reassess and figure out these are the ones that have reassessed and they've chosen us and my company and the creativity. So, you know, you stay grateful, you show up every day, even when, you know, times are tough or you, you know, it, it's a little grueling because, you know, it's one more interview or it's all of the things that you have to keep going through and how do you pick the right person? And, you know, in, in my career, I've picked a few bummers and, um, you know, you got to learn from those too. So, you know, you show up and you be grateful. And um, that's what, you know, 2021 has really taught me because I've had to look at each and every day that way because it's still a revolving, changing world that's going on. So, um, you know, that's my trick. And, um, you know, I know a lot of us all talk about that, but you have to really practice it. You know, you can talk about it, you can preach it, you can do all those things, but you have to stop, take a few minutes, really in, you know, I talk into my phone. I'm not a journal writer kind of thing, but I get my thoughts out. I talk into my phone and you know what it turned me into? An author. So, you know, you look for the small little wins and you find them where you don't even know you're looking. So um, that's what I'm going to start off today with. So, so I'm grateful to be here and um, hear all of your all stories as we go through this panel. And Robert, you've been such a wonderful force to come in over the last couple of weeks. I've met some amazing people through you. And um, wow, Yay, 2021, and let's go 2022. So thanks. Awesome. Way to kick it off. Love it. All right. James Joey Wilkerson, you are up next. Hello. Good morning, everyone, and greetings from Louisville, Kentucky. Hope everyone's doing well. Um, so, Robert, whenever you say the theme is um, figuring out something you had to overcome, for me, it was overcoming the growing pains that I had to go to to become the man I am right now and to be in the place that I am right now. Um, ever since I was in high school, you know, just like every other high school kid, I wanted to be popular, right? So for me, the path to popularity was just kind of creating this 
over the top character. Um, you know, I was the loudest kid in the class. I was the funniest kid in the class. I was the most entertaining kid in the class. Whenever I got to college, I was able to expand on that a little bit more. I started DJing and like being a DJ, like, you know, you are the, the center of the party, right? You're where, where all eyes are. But towards the end of college, I kind of started looking around and I realized like, hey, the people who are really getting respect are the people that, you know, are, that you can follow. Um, you know, it's the, the, the real leaders that are around us. And, you know, for a while, like, yeah, if you want a good time, if you want to know where the fun's at, come talk to me. But whenever you want to talk about something serious, you know, it was like, hey, maybe we'll talk to these other people. And, you know, you're kind of looking at like, well, you know, I got serious things to say, too. Like, I can I can lead as well. Um, <clears throat> so how do I go from being this perpetual class clown to someone that, you know, people take seriously in some realm of the world? So um, it was a process. It was a process getting there. And in order to get to where I'm at now, I had to become fearless. Um, I just had to become fearless whenever it came to how people thought about me, how people viewed me, um, you know, because once again, whenever you're really trying to get up and say something serious, people look at you and are like, but you're the party guy. What are you doing? Um, but it really just had to become a fearless thing of, you know, accepting, hey, this may not make you the most popular kid in class, but you're trading that for that respect that you want and that you've been looking for really, you know, your, your entire life. So yeah, it's just been a path of fearlessness. Um, looking at opportunities. I'm, I'm, I've always been someone that will get comfortable in a position. So I don't want to rock the boat. So maybe I'll stay at a job that just sucks way too long because I've gotten comfortable and I'm like, well, it's a, it's a steady paycheck for my family. And I really got to just hang on and just grind it out. And I had to kind of put that to the side and take some of those fearless steps and fearless leaps um, to realize, hey, I'm not going to be an attorney, but maybe I can be a best-selling author instead. What happens if I go do that over there? So, um, so yeah, just taking a, a, an attitude of fearlessness has kind of led me through um, that struggle. And it's something that I continue to, you know, push through today. Love it. Well done. Hey, next up we have Marilyn. Hey, everyone. This is so exciting. I love hearing everybody's perspectives and the things that they have to share. My uh, company is called Art Inspired, and I've actually been a solopreneur since college and determined at that point that I didn't want a boss, that I'm just going to do different things to be creative and live my life the way I wanted to with all the skill sets that I was putting together uh, that ranged from doing web design back when we had HTML coding through Netscape. So <laughs> some of y'all can remember those days, dial up internet, etc. So we were, uh, I was always in that constant flow of challenging myself. So that was very exciting. But then I got to that point where I was feeling alone in that process. We didn't have the internet to commiserate with other people. And I thought, am I just living this really crazy life? And maybe I should conform. And I made decisions to conform um, that started with me really doubting myself. And I think out of everything that I've ever faced in my life, the biggest obstacle would have to be self-doubt. 
And now, uh, you know, through the journey and kind of just getting through all those things, working on self-development and being there for other people, it's almost neat because in a way I've monetized that process of getting out of self-doubt and then moving towards um, accomplishments and goal setting. So I have a really cool title that I actually dubbed on myself, but it was <laughs> it was because other people had mentioned similar things. So I'm known as the expert dream catcher. And I actually created uh, the dream success strategy, which is made of an acronym for dream. So that's direction, relinquish, efficiency, action, and momentum. And if you do all those things in that same order, you're pretty much guaranteed success. Of course, there's more nuances to each thing, but I love teaching people about that. And I love to be included in discussions like this because it is about us manifesting and it is about us having that control and empowering ourselves to make decisions that feel right for us, not necessarily understandable by everybody else in uh, our circle, and that should be okay, but it does take a, a community and a tribe to feel that self-acceptance and to get um, really confident in facing what will come next. Because I'm sure, as most of you know, if you're an entrepreneur, that's so unpredictable. You're you're technically a glutton for challenges. <laughs> and uh, I love figuring things out that other people have not figured out. So I feel like anytime there's some kind of roadblock, it's an opportunity for me to learn and expand my perspective. And in turn, I hope to turn around and serve others with that understanding and clarity so that they can get over their uh, obstacles as well. So thank you for having me today. My pleasure. Thank you for taking the time and joining. Rita, you're up. <laughs> Well, I just want to say thanks for having me, Robert, and it's been a pure joy listening to everybody else's story and how they overcame their obstacles. I would have to say the biggest obstacle that I have to overcome to get to where I am today would be overcoming fear. And because uh, it's, I think James mentioned it, uh, we get comfortable knowing what we know. We get comfortable living in the realm of certainty right? Staying at a job, there's that consistent paycheck, there's little room for uncertainty. Whereas if you're going to take the leap and become an entrepreneur, that is the realm of total uncertainty. There is no guaranteed paycheck. There is no somebody telling you what to do in terms of those major decisions that require faith. I mean, as entrepreneurs, um, you know, there's days where I scratch my head. I'm like, oh my goodness, why am I doing this again? <laughs> you know, because it's 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 your your tasked with a lot of responsibilities, and I think for me, what I had to do and overcome to take that leap of faith and stay in that boat of entrepreneurism to continue to scale and grow is I practice living you know, with developing my intuition, right? And not letting the external or those thoughts of fear hijack my nervous system and start making decisions based on, you know, fear or, you know, just that, you know, so, so I started mastering my emotions, my emotional mastery. And that's a journey of personal development, um, which I've been on, you know, for years and years and years. But I think, you know, when you're an employee, and you are taking personal development, it's great. But then once you go into the realm of entrepreneurism, then 
all of that stuff you learn about personal development really kicks into high gear and you really have to implement and practice mastering your your mind your thoughts your emotions um to live in a place of faith and not fear and i think that's a journey that we experience as humans to overcome on a daily basis it's just we get better at it with time and practice and yes good good thank you much up next we have adam excellent wow wisdom nuggets of wisdom everybody thank you so much (laughs) so great to be here yeah so in this first part overcoming obstacles um i'll mention that i'm a former drunk alcoholic uh and uh, along with that uh, overcoming uh, so getting sober and overcoming 10 years of anxiety and depression uh so then uh, <clears throat> yeah i went through like a midlife crisis and personal transformation i discovered wayne dyer and uh it just changed my life and uh i was thinking you know some of the key lessons that helped me get sober uh well first of all i realized that i learned that uh you don't have to go looking for the solution that you are the solution. I learned that you don't have to go looking for good health. You are good health. You know, if you just drink water and decent food, uh, that, uh, you can be healthy. Um, and so those were some lessons I learned when I, you know, getting sober, there was a lot more to it, of course, but, uh, I should also mention a big obstacle in my life was getting bullied. I've been, uh, a victim of bullying, for my entire adult life, a good 20 years, which probably didn't help the anxiety and depression. I was a sensitive kid. And uh, so, you know, one big lesson was that I just learned I needed to grow and change. And so thank God I've been on this path of growth and change the last five years. And and, and realizing that, um, you know, who you are, like I was a sensitive a boy and teenager and I needed to get stronger and get tougher and try not to let things bother me so much. And, um, you know, it's, it's just, you know, it's the, there's a whole lot of turkeys out there. So you just gotta, don't let the turkeys get you down and got to keep plugging away. And, uh, you know, with a whole lot of dedication and perseverance, you can uh, achieve your dreams. So I share a lot in my first book, 50 days to a better life, overcoming, uh, anxiety, depression, alcoholism, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to, uh, Robert's had me back here today. So good to see you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Sheva. Hi, happy Saturday. Um, thank you for having me on the show. Okay, so I think it's hard to say what my hardest challenge is because sometimes that feels like just the laundry pile in the corner. But what I think one of my most defining challenges I would say is getting divorced uh, with three young children. And I grew up in somewhat of a restrictive religious environment, always encouraged, get married, get married, get married. That was the path aligned to me. I got married relatively young in my early 20s, had a child within the year and um, kind of navigating that experience of figuring out what was best for me and what was best for my children finally getting a divorce. And the challenge was the divorce, being a single parent with three kids. But beyond that, what what really was the the struggle is trying to bridge the divide between what I know or what I knew was best. So what I wanted was what was best for my children. I wanted to get along with my ex. I wanted to create a new relationship with him. And at the same time, 
I really felt like fighting and being argumentative and being resentful and being angry. And so that's the, that was the struggle. And it's been years, we, you know, we're 10 years out and thankfully and luckily and due to both of our hard work, we, we do have a very good uh, working relationship. But that divide to figure out how to really stay aligned with what you know is best or what you want versus when your emotions or your urges or that like childlike sense starts to take over. And I'll talk more about that. I think that's a really good um, method in terms of how to start New Year's resolutions or how to stay on track with what you want. But for me, that was, I would say, my most defining challenge and it actually fed into my career. I'm a licensed therapist and a parenting and single parenting coach in Florida. And I wanted to work with something that spoke to me that I felt that I can speak to authentically. I've been there. I totally get that urge. I've totally walked that path. And I, there's so many other wonderful niches or areas of, of expertise, but they just didn't speak to me. And so this challenge really launched, I would say, my, my career. And um, I'm, I'm thankful for it. It well, has not been an easy road, but I am thankful for where it has, it has brought me. Awesome. Gratitude is everything. So for me, it was about giving myself permission to be who I am. Because your parents have a certain expectation of you. And as parents, I, mean, I have certain expectations of my kids as well. But, you know, I let them let them define their own paths. So and then you, you get into the workforce and your boss has certain expectations of how you should act, act, how you should talk, how you should behave, how you should interact with people. And then getting into relationships, you know, your significant other has expectations of you, of how you should be, how you should act. And me, I have an over the top personality. So those of you, who, well, you've all been on the show with me, but for people listening to the show, you know, I have an over the top personality. I am super competitive. Yes, I have an ego. Yes, I play to win. That's just me. That's who I am. And when people try to put me into a box, uh, I can't operate at my most optimum level. It, I can't. Like I clashed with every boss I've ever had, every single one, and not even just because I'm a rebel. Because I wasn't, I was, I wasn't in the environment to where I could shine and be who I am. So once, once I got into the gym world, you know, I went out and I got mentors. And again, you know, the mentors were trying to have me do things that's out of my realm. Like, you know, you you shouldn't be teaching all of your fitness classes. You should be in the back doing sales calls. And uh, but no, that's not why I started the gym. I like to be there when people reach their milestones. I want to be there when people have their weigh-ins and their measurements. I want to be there to high-five them when they run their first lap around the building without stopping. Like, that's the stuff that moves me. That's the stuff that lights my soul on fire. I can find somebody else who wants nothing to do with any of that, who loves numbers, to do that part. <laughs> you know, and they're like, oh, well, it's not going to work that way. It has to be you. I said, well, I'm going to figure it out then because I am done letting other people define my path. And so once the gyms got shut down and then I shifted to doing more speaking and doing podcasting, again, I went to another mentor who said, you know, if you show up in a tank top, people aren't going to take you seriously. I said, well, I'm about to debunk that one, too, because this is me. I'm a gym owner. I'm an athlete. I wear tank tops. This is who I am. You know, so I'm not going to come up here 
in a three-piece suit. Like, I don't wear three, three-piece suits ever anymore. Back in my corporate days, yes, but that's not me. That's not me to my core. And when I spoke to the six of you on your individual shows, not one of you were like, you know, Rob, this could have been better if you didn't have a top on. <laughs> right? It's like, it's like we all rocked each individual episode. So, like, my, it's like, again, my biggest takeaway is define who you are. And once you know who you are, don't ever stop being you because that's going to help you reach your goals. All right. So moving into the next wave. Okay, we're going back to Diane. So just give us some of your best, your best practices about how, how people can manifest what they want in the, in the new year. Listen to podcasts like this. I mean, I'm inspired um, and I'm setting new goals and thinking about new things. So, you know, I I definitely um, this year has definitely brought me around to um, I'm in mastermind groups now. I'm in I put myself in committees, you know, as as an entrepreneur now for 19 years, I, you know, coming from the entertainment industry and working, you know, I I have my A-list credits, you know, I worked with Disney and the mouse and all of those and some nice TV shows that I could name drop and do all of those fun things with, but, you know, coming into the entrepreneurial world and, and having myself, you know, I'm a, uh, my partner in life and business is my husband, you know, and and three kids later and all of those kinds of things. We had to work as a team. We have to discuss those things. Communication is key. Um, you know, communication can get struggling, too. So, you know, sometimes you have to revisit and you get into groups like this, whether it be communities that you listen to and you're a part of or you join mastermind groups, you get self-help coaches. We all need help in different areas. Um, While some things can be rocking it off the charts, there's other areas that sometimes we need to, you know, get in touch with and talk to. So, um, you know, that's what I try and manifest is I, you know, while I try and do it all. I know I can't do it all. I need help in certain areas and I reach out for those things. Um, you know, gratitude, show up, reach out for help, communicate. Those are the key things that has really helped me as an entrepreneur um, to be able to go from the mom and pop shop that I was with for 10, 12 years to now having a staff of, you know, 17 and um, launching new people into careers, into the entertainment industry. Um, you know, I, I didn't set out 18 years ago to work with adults with developmental disabilities. I would have said, no, that's not me. You know, I, I'm way too self-conscious in my head. Don't everything has to be perfection out there. But I was able to see what other people could bring. And, you know, I, I started developing, you know, five, six years ago, people would say, what, what, what do you do? What is your job? Because, you know, I'd say I'm an executive producer and sure I've got the TV shows, but I make dreams come true. And I do that by providing hope. And I now help one person, at least one person every day. You know, I try and help more, but if I can, at the end of the day, say I helped one person, whether that's my child or somebody else's child or someone who wants to break into the industry or, 
or I had a great conversation with a friend or a business colleague that has absolutely nothing to do. It was just a win-win because we we communicated and we got something. I mean, I got something off of each and every one of you that I could relate with, whether it manifested in my life or not. It was phenomenal. Um, even Louisville, Kentucky, I live there. So, you know, it's just, I, I, I love the art of communication. And I think if you can keep doing that, reach out when you can be grateful and show up your 2022 is going to manifest into a fantastic year and be open to new opportunities. Uh, those are some of my little tidbits. Love that. I just want to add on before, before Joey goes again, it's the, you know, the art of communication. Absolutely. And it's also the art of collaboration, you know, kind of how we're all collaborating here. Like I do things with local gyms here. And as we all know, Rhode Island's tiny, tiny. And so people are like, you know, why, why are you doing stuff with the competition? I'm like, there's no competition. I'm like, we're here to make people healthier. It's like, I'm not arrogant enough to think my style fits everyone, you know? And if for any, anyone that thinks that like you're, you're wrong. So there, there are people who, who need a different approach than my shut up and grind approach, you know? So by collaborating with other gyms, it just opens up the possibilities of helping more people. You know, so I just wanted that to add that that tidbit on about collaboration. All right, Joey, you're up. So the strategy that I've been kind of working with recently has just been working ahead, um, planning ahead and working ahead for not just what we have in front of us now, but what we have next year. Um, behind me right here, this is my little board. I'm, we have a little home office. We call it the cell. It's pretty small, but we call it the cell because when we're in here, we're locked into our work. Um, so we have a little, I got a little board back here and on that board, I'll just write down what my goals are. I'll write down what the goals are for this week. So articles I'll want to, you know, I want to finish for the end of the week, but then I'll have those year goals. And I always set them a year out because by setting them a year out, then I already know by the time December the 31st rolls around, I already know what 2020 is going to be because I've already put in all the hard work. So the TED talk has been secured. The conference has been accepted. The new book has been written. So all I got to do is just show up at this point. Um, so all of that's all of that is taken care of. And then anything else that happens in 2022, that's just the cherry on top of the Sunday right there. You know, another conference might pop up, um, you know, another Award might be one, whatever, but all of that is really just um, icing on top of the cake because we've already, you know, we've already done all of the hard work um, the year before. Um, so yeah, really working ahead has been has been a big thing. Um, you know, the other day I was laying in bed thinking to myself, I was like, man, you know, like I, I've lost all this weight. You know, I've been I've been really trying to get on the you know the health thing together. Next year, 2022, I'm going to start, I'm going to get back to yoga. I'm going to start going back to yoga in January. But then it hit me. I'm like, well, wait, why do I got to wait? I have to start going right now. Like, yes. let's put the work in now. Is, is the yoga going to be more intense or more, um, you know, is, is it going to work better if, if I started on January the 1st? Like, nah, it's going to be the same old yoga. Um, so, Go this week. Go right now. Go after this podcast, you know, and and, and get a head start on on that work that you want to do. 
Um, so working ahead has really has really been helpful to me. Awesome. I just remembered that I can I can bring you guys up individually when, when you're talking. <laughs> That's why I did it in the middle of your talk there. <laughs> All right, Marilyn, you are up. Oh, I love this subject, especially when you're looking at projecting into the new year. And I always tell people with anything that you're doing, you need to stretch, right? So meaning you have to stretch beyond your current boundaries if you want things to change, if you want things to be better, or you just have a vision of something bigger. And I always think about when you stretch back a bow and arrow, it's that stretch that creates the propulsion. So I, I get almost really excited when those stretches are happening with me and I almost have to put myself in those situations. So I think about where can I be? And a couple of people mentioned being in collaborations or masterminds because there's always somebody who knows more than I do. And I'm always excited to let them stretch me so that I can see just how much I can grow. But then also, if you're organized with all the things, it helps a lot. Time management is very key for me. I have five children. Uh, two of them are the youngest ones are identical boys who have autism. So I have uh, different challenges to face uh, along with my business and helping other people with their business development, etc. So the systems I have in place is really the things that keep me uh, moving towards the milestone and making sure that I don't miss anything. Because if you're moving pretty quickly or you're balancing a lot of stuff, it can be done. But you want to make sure that you're not doing things where it's going to set you up for failure because of the lack of foundational things that needs to be there. So if you have something that you can track your stuff, I'm always really close by to my calendar. I'm close by to a notebook, piece of paper. I don't let great thoughts escape. I try to condition myself so that I don't have good thoughts in the shower or driving when I can't do anything about those thoughts. Mm -hmm. So I think it's part of that stretching and getting better. And also, I love having a theme, an overall theme for the year. I can remember the first time I, I said, well, I'm just going to fall in love with the things that I do. So the theme was love. And then the other theme was intuition. I had another theme called breakthrough for one year. And I, I broke, a, broke a tooth. And so I said, well, hopefully <laughs> I have to be very specific when I say breakthrough, that I'm not breaking any tooth. Uh, and then recently it's been streamline. And my theme for 2022 is delegation because I set up a lot of streamlined things this past year because I knew I wanted to get to delegation. So having that awareness and what you're trying to accomplish in the longer term, because I can't just make uh, a word exist that I'm not going to be working that muscle for a good period of time. So I figured if I commit to something for a year, as far as an overall theme and finding pockets of ways to make sure that that happens, then I'm setting myself up for success in the long term and then hopefully inspiring other people to do the same, and especially my children. So that's always my top, top, top goal. Yes. Are they following by my example? And if that's the case, I have to lead a good example. So thank you for uh, all these tidbits, because I'm definitely soaking them all in. Thank you. Yes. And, and just on, on a side note there, they're always following your example. The question, what example are you trying to let them follow? <laughs> you know, all right, Rita, you are up. 
I love this topic of manifestation. Uh, you know, we're all manifesting whether you're aware of it or not. And I think that everything is energy. And I think that the more energy you're infused into something, the more you're going to, it's going to show up in your life, right? The more effort you're going to put into it, um, your creativity is going to expand. And, you know, we just heard Robert mention an example of using his creativity to expand his business, right? And people questioning why you're doing that strategy. But Robert, uh, you know, he he's following his intuition, he's following his guidance system. He knows who he is and what works for him. So that's really a part of manifesting too is trusting what works for you because we're all different. We all get activated differently. We all get triggered differently. We all have different types of passions and we all have different areas that we're, we really excel in. So we need to tap into that when we, you know, we're manifesting and specifically, especially if you're manifesting in terms of business expansion, you know, focus on what works for you. And that really does involve, you know, taking a deep dive into inner reflection expanding your intuition, trusting yourself to overcome those self-doubts um, and focus, an immense amount of focus and amplifying your energy, using that focus into, to, to, you know, to have things show up, resources, ideas, um, you having more energy to infuse into that particular micro project because it's always a series of steps in order to hit those bigger milestones a series of smaller milestones and to keep on course it does require energy and i'm you know and as entrepreneurs i'm sure we all hit those you know points where we want to just kind of give up and throw in the towel but in order to keep going you do need that energy so there's for me, I typically do, I do certain types of practices um, to am amplify my focus, increase my energy. I always ask myself, what does this mean to me? Um, I ask myself important questions in order to, you know, retrieve those nuggets of strategies that pertains to me, that works for me, right, that I can excel at. Um, so, and that's, you know, just, uh, do, I do meditations, writing things out is very, very powerful, just basically involving all of our senses, visual, kinesthetic, kinesthetic is, you know, writing it out. Um, it just makes it more powerful to kind of embed, you know, possibilities and then increasing your belief. And then that's when we get the energy because then we start getting more energy because we see possibilities. We see, oh, okay, this can happen. And then we, we, we start to just manifest it. So yes. that's been my experience. Awesome. Well done. Exit the solo layout. Adam, you are up. Wow. Awesome. You guys are kicking it. I'm so impressed. My gosh, really great stuff. Um, yeah, and so I, I, I hadn't connected with Robert recently, so I might as well share some good news that I've got. I'm almost done with book number three. My yes. third book's coming out soon uh, on, on mindset. And uh, yeah, so on this topic of manifesting uh, what you want in 22, for anyone listening, um, 
first of all, I will share the uh, David Meltzer idea of Goya. Get off your ass. <laughs> yes. I love it. I'm a man of action. Yeah, uh, you're aware of my dance studio mission. Uh, I'm building dance studios across America in major American cities, uh, world changing. Yes, I love it. And uh, we're so excited. So I, you have been following my mission, Robert. And uh, and so this past summer, you know, as a school teacher with, with the summer off, I realized I had to do something. And, um, and uh, before I could have the first dance studio, I realized we needed to do something. But with COVID, it was tough. And, you know, could we actually do it? But by the end of the school year in June of 21, it seemed like the schools were opening up. Boston was opening up and we thought, yes, we can do an event. So we, it took me all summer. I made it happen. It was a dance camp uh, in our communities of color here in Boston. So intended for black and brown girls, young women of color, uh, boys too. And uh, I had eight dance instructors. We, we went to capacity. We rented out the Strand Theater in Dorchester. Uh, 60 families registered. It was just fantastic. And I just realized, ah, yes, I'm a man of action. So thank God. So that's Goya from David Meltzer. Get off your ass. Yes. And uh, and then also, you know, so my third book is all about mindset, like realizing that uh, I could get better with me- uh, my own mental control and, and controlling your thoughts. So I, um, you know, I choose my own thoughts now. Wherever I go, I'm choosing my own thinking. Yes. If it's positive, great. You know, I don't have to like, uh, worry about, oh, you know, every little thought, but if it's negative, I drop it and move on. I'm so like, wow, everywhere I go, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but in the grocery store, anywhere, people speak negative all the time. I, he- I keep hearing people make these comments that are negative or it's limited thinking that something's not possible. I'm just like, wow, I've, you know, I've got so much to, to teach and share. Uh, uh, Maya Angelou once said, uh, you know, when you uh, learn, teach, when you get, give, or it might have been the other way around. But uh, I realized, yeah, I have to share and I have to teach because I don't really have many negative thoughts anymore. I mean, they creep in, you know, we're human. Yeah. And um, but if I do, I, you know, if I need to deal with it, I deal with it. If I don't, I can drop it and move on. And so I have a lot of positive thinking and I'm a lot of like taking action. And so I'm just going to share one more nugget of wisdom on this from Earl Nightingale. I do love that old quote, a man becomes what he thinks about all day long. And so that's it. I'm on the dance studio mission, you know, every day, all day. I'm working with real estate and investors and partners now. We're getting our first like uh, uh, locations. Uh, how do we make this happen? So I, I'm super excited. You're gonna be seeing our dance studios all across America very soon. Thank nice. you, Robert. Thank you, thank you. Love it. And I forgot that you're in the Boston area. We gotta, we gotta link up, that, that you're an hour from me. Yes, definitely, right. We got to, yes, I'll, well, let's meet halfway. Let's do pizza or coffee, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. All right, so for, for those listening, if you have any questions, feel free to drop them in the comments and then just write, you know, who, who you want to ask your question to. And in the third round, we'll, we'll answer those questions. All right, Skeva, you're up. I think I want to change my original answer. My hardest challenge is following this panel. <laughs> I mean, coming up with more things to say after all of you. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, you've all said such amazing things, and I'll try and add something else to everything that you've said. And you use the word manifesting. And it's a, it's, I think it's somewhat of a buzzword lately. People talk about manifesting your dreams and manifestation, and I'm all about manifesting I truly believe in energy, like Rita was talking about what, you know, the law of attraction, 
using energetic work was actually one of the first healing modalities that I personally used following my divorce. And it was transformational. So I, I really believe in that. And at the same time, as a therapist, <laughs> bridging those two, I like to view it as manifestation involves a lot of mindset, what Adam talked about. And the example that I use is if you're driving a car up a country road with no lights, there's going to be a lot there that you cannot see. And wherever you turn your steering wheel, that is where the headlights are going to shine. So if I turn my steering wheel to the right, I will see a log cabin. I'm not going to see the lake behind me. That's how I view manifestation. It's where are you turning your steering wheel? What are you focusing on? I know that when I was getting a new car a few years ago and I wanted a Jeep, mostly because I wanted a bumper sticker that said, I am the black Jeep of the family. My kids did not think that was funny. Um, <laughs> but um, all of a sudden I was driving and I saw Jeeps everywhere. And I thought, what, is, is, what happened? Is there just Jeeps everywhere? But that's what I was noticing. That's where I, you know, I was looking at cars. I was had that mindset of I'm, I'm looking around and that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing what I want to see. And so for me, such a big part of manifestation is what is aligned? Is your mindset aligned with what you want? Are your actions aligned with what you want? And the first step to that is actually being incredibly clear on what you want and what you don't want. Because if you aren't very clear on those two things, you will have no guiding post where to turn your steering wheel, how to align your actions and your mindset. And what is one of the most important steps to this is clarifying your identity. Who am I? And um, there's a fantastic book, Atomic Habits. I'm sure at least one of you has read that book. And <laughs> that's Adam. And in it, he gave he, um, Adam, what's his name? The guy who wrote it? I'm, I'm looking at the book over there. But he gave an example that stuck in my head and I use it all the time where they did a study for people who were trying to quit smoking. And one group uh, who was trying to quit, when they were offered a cigarette, they would say, no, thank you, I'm trying to quit. And the other group, when they were offered a cigarette, would say, no, thank you, I'm not a smoker. And which one was more successful? <laughs> the group that identified as I'm not a smoker. So when your identity is I'm not a smoker, then a smoker doesn't smoke. So I don't have to engage in that struggle. I'm trying to quit smoking is... I'm a smoker and I'm engaged in this battle every minute and that's so difficult. And so clarifying your identity, even coming back to the original example that I gave, one of my over defining identities is a mom. I wanna be a caring and loving and good mom. So when I think about that, showing up in that way as that identity, is that somebody who fights with their dad? Is that somebody who puts my petty grievances before their needs? No. So it makes it very easy or easier to align my actions with who I am. And that means what's the identity? What are the characteristics of that identity? It means being forgiving. It means being present. It means, you know, for that identity. And what are the behaviors? What does a good mom do? What do you know? How does she show? She puts her phone away when my kids come home from school or she prepares ahead so that I'm not distracted or, you know, that's all I came up with. I'm, I'm still working on it. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So for me, it's intention. That manifestation for me is being very clear on your intention and your identity and aligning 
what you do with who you are. Being very clear about that. Say, and I'm glad you said it too. I was hoping that that you went there because for my part, you got to focus on what you don't want. Like that's that is what's gonna drive the drive you to move to what you do want. Again, using the gym as the example, people people will come in say, I want to lose 20 pounds, right? Why do you want to lose the, lose the 20 pounds? It's like, what is it about the extra weight that you don't like? And I write all that stuff down. I said, so now everything that you just told me has to fuel your effort. It has to fuel your meal planning. It has to fuel you getting to the gym. It has to fuel you to shut off, to stop doing snooze in the morning. Like stop starting your day procrastinating. You know, I said, so once you once you have that mindset of that, I do not want these things, you will work harder towards the things that, that you want. So someone asked me a few months ago, Rob, what motivates you to, to, to train? I said, well, A, I'm an athlete. So in order to compete at the level I want to compete at, I have to be fit. I said, but I was overweight one time, once. I lost 45 pounds and I said, I'm never doing that again, never. And I've had seven surgeries and I still never got over 200 pounds again. And I don't want to hear about, about fat shaming. I'm shaming myself. I didn't like where I let myself get to after being an all American slash elite athlete. So for, for me to let myself go there, I was like, no, this will not happen ever, ever again. And so that's what fuels me. I'm just as human as everyone else. There are days where I don't feel like it, but I do it anyway. There are days I, I may not feel well, but I do it anyway. Like I do what needs to be done. And when you're talking about manifestation, I'm just going to give a quick, a quick example. So Thursday I had, I'm a volunteer coach with a local, a local place in Providence called Social Enterprise Greenhouse. And we help startups like I, I more so help on the storytelling end. I help people craft their, their pitches so they can try to get financing for, for their businesses. Because you all know I'm a storytelling savant. And so I had I had an appointment with three three people at 1045 in the morning. And then I was a guest on someone else's podcast at one o'clock. And I find out on Wednesday that my sister, the one I donated the kidney to, had a mild heart attack and she was in the hospital. So what's the easy what's the easy answer? To just cancel everything and drive to New Jersey and go see, see my sister. But I was like, well, we don't know how things are going to flow. I don't know when she's going to be asleep. I don't know what time her procedure is going to be. So let's just keep everything the same. I covered classes at the gym and I drove down to New Jersey. And so I get there that, that morning, you know, we're talking and everything. We still don't know when her procedure is. And as time is going, so it's 10 o'clock now, like my first appointment's at 1045. And so the doctors finally came in and then they were taking her to prep her for her procedure to see if she had any, any blockages in, uh, in her heart. And so I was like, how long is the procedure going to be? They're like, you know, about three to four hours. And I was like, so she's going to be gone in the exact time frame that my appointments are, you know, and that right there is an example of the law of attraction. Like I just spoke it into existence. That, like this thing is going to, I'm going to see my sister and I'm going to show up for my appointments. And it just so happened that she was going to be in her procedure in the time frame that I needed, you know? So it's all about focusing on the positives and not always looking for the easy way out. Because when you do that, whatever you believe in, whether it's God, whether it's the universe, whether it's like wherever your faith lies, they're going to clear the path for you. All right. So going into round three and Diane, I know you have, you have a heart out. So do you do your, your part and then exit when you have to exit? Not, not a problem. 
All right. So just whatever final words you have, whatever action steps you have, let people know where they can find you. Awesome. Well, this has been amazing getting to know each and every one of you and hearing your stories. And um, I'm just taking such nuggets of information and I've been taking notes and um, I actually even have a little peanut gallery that's um, um, kind of circled around me from time to time as they've listened to what you all, they've heard me speak, but as they've listened to um, you guys, they've like, oh yeah. So it's just been fantastic. So thank you, Robert. Um, and to all of you for everything that you do and, um, bringing that out for all of us to be able to share in that, uh, you know, I I'm manifesting right now, you know, in 2022, I have a book that's launching, uh, how to break into the entertainment industry as an actor. Uh, I also have our TV show spirit of innovation, which is local news and information for Riverside County. And so you can tune in and see all the good to know and need to know. We don't only cover local tidbits. Uh, we cover uh, general information for everyone from all across the country. So you can share a little bit about what's going on in Southern California and then take some nuggets away as well and watch our individuals grow. Um, we, you know, we're placing individuals with autism and special needs into uh into radio stations and business so they can bring social media and work and all of those things um, to to their career pathway. So it's fantastic. I'm super excited um, about, you know, what's coming ahead. I've got an amazing new staff. We're doing Greece in two weeks. Um, live theater is coming back. I'm launching a podcast with um, my husband is launching it with um, SOI Talk. We're going to be putting our participants out in a podcast. So there's so many great things that are going on. Uh, you can find me all over social media, whether that be Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Um, if you hashtag the hashtag JDS family, uh, you can find out all the different entities. Uh, we have a great three-day film festival coming up in uh, 2022 called DigiFest. And thanks for highlighting me there because now it's over my shoulder and I can see it. Um, so DigiFest, you know, if you are a creative storyteller in the digital world, Put your stuff out there. Um, put it into DigiFest. Come be a part of it. It's an international uh, competition. Whether you have a website, a podcast, you have um, you have an audio book, you have a uh, you create video and story content. Uh, this festival is for you. We have some amazing speakers. So so many ways to be involved. Show up. Be grateful. Um, communicate, stretch yourself. I loved that one when you were speaking. So um, that was just fantastic. So I'm going to manifest um, a great day. I will have to jump off here um, soon. Uh, but I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you. Thank you, Robert, for having me back and being a part of this. And I look forward to connecting with all of you through social media as well in this panel and um, doing great things. So um, if I can be of help or service to um, anyone out there in your audience, look me up. I'd love to chat. That's what I'm all about. So thank you all. Love it. Thank you for making the time for this, too, because I know you're busy today. So I, I appreciate that a lot. Thank you. My pleasure. All right, Joey, you're up. 
All right. So I guess last um, last things, last little words for people to take with them. Um, the, the, the biggest thing I can tell you is that no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing, it's never too late to make that push. It's never too late to change a direction. It's never too late to chase a goal. Um, you know, my my mom thought I was insane when at about 32, I told her, hey, I'm going to switch career paths. Um, I'm going to step out of higher education for a little while and go into the law. Um, she thought I was nuts. My wife at the time thought I was nuts. Um, but, you know, look where it led, you know, look where it led. It led in, in, a, in a fantastic way. Um, you know, people are going to always kind of look down on you. They're going to question, uh, you know, the things that you're doing. They're going to question the decisions that you're making. Some people are going to look at you and they're going to just kind of write you off as just a project. Um, you know, just nothing more than a project that's never going to, you know, get finished. Um, but, but the thing I'll tell you is, is that as long as you're hustling, you're winning. It doesn't matter if you're at the beginning of your hustle, in the middle, or you're coming to the end and you're about to go in a different direction. As long as you keep hustling at your own pace, at your own time, um, you're winning. So maybe that means that you got it all figured out in your early 20s. You leave college and, you know, you go right into what you're supposed to do. Maybe you go into an area and then midway through in your 30s or your 40s, you decide, hey, I want to do something else. Doesn't matter. As long as you're hustling, you're winning. So stay hustling and hustle at your own pace. Don't compare yourself to other people. Don't put yourself on someone else's timeline. You do you, but just keep moving forward. And don't be afraid if that forward journey you have to go left or you have to go right or if the road gets a little bit windy that's life it's supposed to happen keep pushing that's the best thing i can tell you um as for shameless self-promotion i'm getting a little bit better at this um (laughs) so my book it's called the title nine guy several short essays on masculinity both the good and the bad rape culture and other things that we should be talking about um, it's on Amazon. It's been a bestseller in the gender and law category for a little bit. Um, so you can log on Amazon and you can grab a copy of that right now. Um, a lot of good information in there for everyone from parents to college students to younger students. Um, there's something in there for everyone. So check out a copy of the Title IX guy. Um, as for the social media, the best place to find me is on Instagram. Uh, once again, the Title IX guy. Just type it in Instagram and it'll come right up. Um, I have a nice little link tree. I, I'm, I'm trying to catch up with the time. So I got a link tree um, that links out to everything. So you can link out to my TED Talk that I did for TEDx Bellerman. Um, you can link out to the first episode that I've done here with Robert. You can link out to all of my different um, published articles in the Leo magazine or the I taught the law or I'm yeah, I taught the law legal blog. Um, you can link out to all those things from the title nine guy. Um, as for 2022 next month, I'll be doing my next Ted talk um, at Ted X Bellerman. You um, that's coming up here at the end of January as a part of Bellerman's homecoming um, for that. I'm going to be speaking on the me too movement and kind of how the role that men can play to pick the torch back up for Me Too and continue to push that movement forward. So that's coming up. 
um, and information. Once again, you can find that on the Title IX Guy Instagram page. So, Robert, thank you for all, another opportunity to come and speak and have this platform. It's great, man. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Thank you for sharing. Appreciate it. All right, Marilyn. Yes. Yeah, so final thoughts about manifestation. I've been, I've really realized in the past few years that for me anyway, my experience has been that it's like chasing a feather. If I want something to happen, I have to really think about, okay, where is that feather that I'm looking for? But when I start getting close to it, what I can't do in my life and in my processes is try to scramble towards it. Because if you imagine that, see that visual, right? What you're doing is pushing the feather farther away from you when sometimes all you have to do is just kind of stand there in the vicinity. You're so close to your goal. Start breathing in and accepting that it's coming to you. And just like that, that feather will start floating and getting closer until you reach it and it's in your hands. So sometimes there's a time for the hustle. There's a time for the organization. There's a time for a delegation. But there's also a time for just staying still and letting like all the hard work that you've put out there just start coming to fruition right before your eyes. I, I sometimes feel like sometimes we get so desperate to reach a goal and to make something happen that we become our own worst problem, that we're getting into our own way. We're stumbling around when we're just so close to victory that all we have to really do is just be aware of what the next step is. And it may just be a half a step and you're there. So I hope that gives some people some peace because it's not always to me like that hyper active type of thing it used to be, but I've learned a lot when it comes to balance and energy. So I really appreciate the things that people have mentioned today because it does resonate with me in that in that fact. I know for me that I'm working on things to keep sharing with the world. And if you are on Facebook and you are an entrepreneur, we have a free group that you can join. It's fairly new. We have close to 200 people in there now. And I have awareness of each person. So it's not one of those groups that I'm looking to grow for like uh, thousands and thousands where I can't really get to know people and help them. What, what, what it's called is developing and marketing businesses, high ticket strategies. So if you're looking for that awareness to see how other people have monetized their businesses and how you can create a solid business plan, jump in with me and I'm all about good energy. And there's really a lot of things that we share abundantly especially if you're working with us live on some of those projects so that you can experience it for yourself. And then we take it and re-leverage re it to other projects where we can monetize it. So I'm just telling people, hint, hint, if you want free things, you have to participate. So come on in and you can do a lot of things for free. And we're opening a new location in our area, coming back into the classes and uh, things that Adam was saying, you know, it's going to be great to be able to see people again. So I'm really hoping that everything um, is towards uh, that process where we can see each other and still maintain uh, safety, of course, but I'm look really looking forward to that. So if you want to look me up, Marilyn Crump is the easiest way. That's my handle for most social medias. And if you want to have some fun, look up hashtag expert dream catcher and you will be landing on my information. So I look forward to connecting and seeing how I can help people out there. Thank you so much, Robert and the panel. Y'all are amazing. Awesome. My pleasure. Thank you much. Rita, you ready? <laughs> As always, <laughs> um, my final thoughts on manifesting is the magic lies in being in a calm state. And um, because if you are caught up in being anxious, right, um, and whatever you resist persists, 
And so you're not going to be able to focus on possibilities, you know, having your creativity spark, staying in a place of faith and having that high energy in order to keep taking those actions to keep moving forward when you're constantly in a state of anxiety or stress. Um, and also too, you can get addicted to being in that state as well. Your body will get addicted to those chemical release. So I, that was actually one of the reasons why I've created happybeingwell.com is I always take the time to release stress and anxiety. We, we always experience stress day to day on different levels. And it's so important at the end of the day to do that so that we can live in a place of clarity. We can live in a place of creativity. We can live in a place of energy, you know, restoring ourselves. So it's very necessary to release stress. So um, Happy Being Well offers products to help you live in a place of calmness, um, you know, whether it's taking a long hot bath infused with organic natural goodies to infuse your bath to increase the muscle relaxation, um, whether it's using 100% organic facial masks uh, to increase the soothing effects of when we apply it on our skin. And actually that's when I actually do my affirmations is when I apply facial masks because it's very soothing. It's coming my nervous system, just applying that hundred percent natural organic ingredients it has healing properties in it. And it's very soothing the ingredients alone and also to the act of massaging your face. And that's when I do my affirmations. And one of my favorite affirmations to do that applies to any day or any week is every day in every way I'm getting better and better. So, um, and actually for the show, um, people want any natural 100% organic self-care products. They could use code RBF15 to get 15% off any natural organic goodies. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And Adam. Wow. This was the all-star panel. You guys rock. I'm so <laughs> impressed. Really cool. Um, so I'll share, I'll, my, for my final thoughts, I'll save it to the end. Let me just mention, shout out to uh, folks here. Uh, you know, I loved uh, 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 all the ideas, Diane, uh, the organizational thinking about, you know, running the business and all that you're doing. I wish you good luck with that. And it was really cool to listen. Uh, for Joey, I really loved you know, right at the end there, you made that great point about it's okay to pivot. That's so great, you know, because we, that's right, we get in life and it's like a hamster wheel sometimes. And I think some people are really afraid to pivot. That was a really good reminder, Joey. Thank you. Uh, Marilyn, <clears throat> the beautiful thinking there on the feather. That's right. I love that metaphor. Really cool. Shiva, Sheva. Um, oh, and I love that metaphor and where you turn your headlights down the dark country road. Yeah, and what the headlights look at. I'm going to use that metaphor. Thank you. Me too. Rita on the and Rita on the energy comments earlier. Um, yes, yes, yes. And then uh, even just now, you said about getting calm, and uh, that's where the magic happens. Yeah, that's wonderful. I also I, I practice daily meditation, and it is my saving grace that really helped me get sober. Uh, so for my final thoughts, I'll, I'll share that. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about this nugget of wisdom I just learned in the last year about that you can choose your own thoughts. Like, wow, I never had that kind of mental control where I can choose my own thinking. 
if I have some thoughts that enter that are judgmental, critical, negative, sad, I limited, I, you know, if I don't need them, I let them go. I drop it like a hot potato. And uh, so, yeah, I have great mental control now. And it's really helping me to achieve my dreams. I'm advancing confidently in the direction of my dreams. And I'm able to do that through some better mental control. And so this was a revelation I just had recently that you can choose your own thoughts. And um, I mentioned earlier that I'm a former drunk alcoholic. So for anyone listening that is uh, dealing with addiction or alcoholism, I just want to offer a little bit of encouragement, just a little encouragement and let you know that change is possible. Change is possible. Les Brown said it. It's possible. It's possible. Um, for me, I went to some AA meetings and it didn't really work for me. I didn't, you know, I, I, I needed something else. And I discovered Wayne Dyer and I read all of Wayne Dyer's books. And uh, yeah, so just a little encouragement to leave you there just to let you know that change is possible. You can do it. Thank you. Awesome. Oh, well, where can people find, find you? Where, where can people get your book? This is your self-promotion time. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yes, uh, sure. Adam Chaka, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, my website, chakanetwork.com. And my book is 50 Days to a Better Life. You can find it on my website or on any major bookseller, 50 Days to a Better Life. Thanks, Robert. My pleasure. All right. Sheba. Again, <laughs> following <laughs> you guys, you get you all gave amazing tips. And so for some actionable steps, I'm going to share three actionable steps that I've tried to feel are different than what's already been said today. My first actionable steps for manifesting change is accountability. If you keep your goals to yourself, then it is really easy to not do anything about them because nobody will know. And you can kind of slip under the radar of, oh, what goal? <laughs> what New Year's resolution? That, that never happened. And tell people, tell as many people as you can, because it actually is somewhat embarrassing when you say you're going to do something and then you don't do it. Uh, following my divorce, one of the things I started to do was swing dance it actually saved my life. It was the best thing in the world. And Adam, I really want to hear more about your dance studios. And um, part of the dancing world are competitions. There's social dancing, which is so much fun. And then there's competitions. And at first I hated the competitions because I did not like the part that it brought out in me. I became super competitive and incredibly judgmental of other people and myself. And I thought I started this for fun. I'm not going to dance. And then if, I'm not going to compete. And then a few years in, I wasn't really progressing. I was getting better, but I wasn't progressing. And I was watching a competition and I decided it was actually New Year's. It was a New Year's event. And I said, I'm going to compete. I'm going to start competing. And the dance competition world has levels. So uh, I was at the beginner level and I said, I'm going to rise two levels this year, which is very hard to do. It's not impossible, but it's really hard to do. And then I I started just walking around telling everybody that I knew I'm starting to compete and I'm going to be an all-star. Actually, it's called all-star. Uh, no, advanced. It's novice, intermediate, advanced. So I'm going to be advanced next New Year's. And then it was really embarrassing. And I failed. <laughs> I did not do it in one year, but I did it in two. And I actually, my last competition right before the pandemic is when I placed and I got points and it, brought, it put, moved me up to advance and I'm like, oh, I did it. I did it. And then, the, and then, and then I shut down the world. 
because uh, my work was done. Um, but it was that I told so many people it was so embarrassing if I didn't try, work out, practice, uh, get training to align with the, what my goal was with my actions. So my first one is accountability. And if you don't want to broadcast, broadcast it to everyone you know, find an accountability partner. Do it with somebody so that there's somebody giving you that support and check-in that is incredibly helpful. That being said, my suggestion number two is so very often in life, we want something so badly. We want to lose weight. We want to be more organized. We want something in our lives. And yet we get stuck in our patterns of behavior. And it's not just that you aren't working hard enough for your goal. It's that we have emotional programming that we, we, I call it, we were wired by seven-year-olds. You know, we, our emotional programming is wired when we're children by our environment. And imagine that the wiring of your house was wired by a seven-year-old. It might not be the most efficient. So at the time, it was as a way to protect yourself. If I'm this way, it will protect me from pain. And as an adult, it may not be in your best interest. And so if you find that you're very clear on what your goal is and you want something very badly, but you keep getting stuck in patterns, maybe a therapist, <laughs> maybe get check out some of the emotional under, uh, um, you know, underlings that might be at play here because we, we do have to get those two parts of ourselves aligned. We've got to get what we want logically on the same page as our emotions. And that isn't always easy to do by ourselves. Sometimes we need you know, somebody to help us self-reflect in ways that we're not able to do or clear some of that emotional baggage, trauma, whatever it is that we're holding on to. That is can be incredibly helpful. And then my third actionable step is while all of the go-getter attitude is amazing, it is really helpful to remember that everything in life has ups and downs, that it's rare, I don't know, impossible to have just a steady incline without any two steps forward, one step back. And a lot of times people are progressing and changing and moving and then they have a setback and that is so um, destructive and they feel so down on themselves. Oh, how could I do that? How could I have that setback that it actually sets them back way more than necessary. And that's just natural. In life, we have ups and downs all the time. So we have change and then we kind of go back to the safety of our pattern. And so just remembering that that is so normal and it's part of the process and actually challenge is a part of life. It is a little bit insane for us to wake up and think that life is going to be just roses and I'm going to drive to my kids to school and there isn't going to be any traffic. What world is that in, that there isn't going to be traffic, that I'm not going to be frustrated? So the challenges are part of the experience. And sometimes when you take a step back and look at the big picture, those challenges are actually the greatest impetus to change or growth or actually the things that launched us in where we want to go. And so keeping all that in mind, that the challenges are a normal, natural part of the process and just to keep at it. So. That, those are my three actionable steps. Oh, and my shameless self-promotion, as I think James called it. Uh, you can find me on my website, shevagans.com, where there's ways to contact me, my email, everything's on there. And on Instagram is where I'm most active, posting tips on parenting, single parenting, creativity. I'm trained in expressive arts therapy as well, so I like to use a lot of creativity in the healing process. 
And um, yeah, all my contact information is out there. I'm happy to answer any questions. I do have a parenting group starting in a few weeks, this week or next week. It's an amazing 10-week parenting course. If you are interested, you can reach out for more information. Awesome. All right. So I'm going to tie it all in. Diane, thanks for, thanks for sticking around. Appreciate that. So first, I just want to say thank you to all of you because this, this is awesome. I'm gonna, I got pages of notes over here. But I just want to highlight one of my biggest takeaways from each of you. Then I'll give my, my final thoughts and then we'll, we'll call it a day. Is from when Diane went, she said two things that really stood out. And the first one was practice. Like practice. Remember, you're not going to master everything right out of the gate, especially if you're trying to do a new venture. Like I did, I think, 12 of these podcast episodes before I invited on a guest because like I had to learn how, how to use. I was using Zoom at first and then I switched over to StreamYard because I, I just think this is more functional for the things that I do. But like I went through the learning curve before I had my, my first guest on. And even with my first guest, I was doing 30 minute shows with Sheva. I think we did 45 for, for the second show. And then even that wasn't long enough. And so I find that the sweet spot's right around an hour, you know, to, to get really deep into the, the people's backstory. So so anyway, it's fluid, right? It's fluid. Like things, as uh, Sheva said, there's going to be peaks, there's going to be valleys. It's okay. Failure is part of the process, okay? Failure is part of the process. That's how you gain experience, right? You don't gain experience just from doing everything perfectly. You gain experience because you fell on your face so many times, then you finally figured out what to do. That's how you gain experience. Okay. Uh, with Joey, Joey was saying it's never too late. Okay. It's never too late. I didn't really start on this path till my mid forties, you know, to my, to my mid forties. So don't think that ship has sailed. Like I absolutely despise that saying that ship has not sailed. You can do whatever it is you want to do, regardless of what you think your shortcoming is. Marilyn with your dream catcher sequence. Like that's just absolutely amazing. Actually, you know what? Unmute and just say say the acronym again, please. Sure. It is D for direction, R for relinquish, E, efficiency, A, action, and then M, momentum. Perfect. See, I absolutely love that. So that was my biggest takeaway from hers. And with Rita, she said, see possibilities. See possibilities. People can see obstacles all day long but they can't see the possibilities that are right in front of them because we envelop ourselves into, into the challenges. And then that way, when the opportunity drops from the sky, we can't see it or we're not ready to receive it, right? So step into the positivity, know what you don't want, and then be able to see the possibilities. And then with Adam, he said, you are the solution. You. It's like I went through a bad breakup with a couple of business partners before and you know, I let it get to me. Things things started fall, falling apart. And then one day, so, someone's like, why are you you let, letting this happen? Because I kept saying, they're doing this to me. They're doing this to me. They're trying to ruin me. They're trying to ruin my business. Until somebody boomeranged it. So why are you allowing this to happen? Like, I had to become the solution. I had to step in and be my own hero and stop pointing fingers. And what Sheva said, you know, one of her biggest things was she was seeing what she wanted to see. And that's something that I see every single day. Like people have a fixed vision from that programming by a seven-year-old. And, you know, I take, I take the steps to help them see something bigger than what they think. 
And so like, when we're doing shows like this, it's not just so the seven of us can just talk about how smart and successful we are. Like, that's not about that. It's just to let people see that you can do it too. That's why we do this. So if you want to have success in 2022, figure out one thing that you can teach someone else that can help them in some kind of way. And the other thing that Diane said was providing hope. You know, because there are a lot of people out there that feel hopeless. And so the seven of us, we help people find hope. So I, I had a woman, I just so happened to be listening to an Instagram live. And I heard, heard a woman here in Rhode Island talking about she was a stroke survivor and a heart attack survivor in her early 30s. And so I, as I was listening to her story, I was like, she, she, can, she can do a lot with this story with some fine tuning. So I reached out to her and she, she didn't know me from a hole in the wall. And she, she responded and, you know, we linked up on Zoom a couple of times. And all I did was just let her see what was possible in her sharing her story a little deeper and being a little more vulnerable. And she's now one of the faces of the American Heart Association. You know, just from me letting her see, there's a lot of power in that story. And so now she's moved on with it. So for those listening, what is it that you have in that subconscious mind of yours that's just collecting dust that is loaded with power to change someone's life? So take that into 2022. Be prepared to fall on your face a few times. It's going to happen. But you can get a mentor, get a coach. You know, but just put it out into the world and let the universe help you because that's all you have to do. But once you do that, people are going to come into your life. Some of you guys are watching this right now because you're thinking of something. You saw the you saw the thumbnail, right? you saw the people we're going to have on, you saw the topic. It was like, you know what? Let me tune into that. And we all gave you things that you can walk away with that can help you crush the next year. And then the final piece is be vulnerable. Be vulnerable. Stop being afraid. Stop worrying about what other people think about you. Own your truth. Be your authentic self. And as long as you learn from the mistakes, you you can't fail. You can't. The only way you can fail is if you quit. And if you're watching this, you're not a quitter. So we're going to leave it at that. And I'm going to have the next panel mid-January. And so we'll have another six guests on, plus myself tackling another topic. And so if you join this one midway, make sure you watch the whole thing. Because there was golden nugget after golden nugget dropped in here. And watch them now while they're free. Because at some point, we're going to be charging for this stuff. (laughs) And again, thank you to all my panelists. Much appreciated. And you guys have a great day. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com. Until next time, shut up.